it spoke about a uh, lot about your research could you just tell me a bit about how you decided to take the leap and go to a postdoc instead of any other options and what other options are there after a phd yeah so actually in india this is a little it's a little unfortunate that uh, there are not a lot of options and i have met people who have done their phd and then at the end of the phd they are not so sure of a postdoc but there is no other option so they stick with it and that is really unfortunate because these people are not happy with uh, with you know how their life has turned out and so that's an unfortunate aspect at least uh, but in the us what i've seen is that there's been a recent boom in machine learning and there are a lot of lot of new new jobs in that and i think it's also starting to grow in india and this industry is able to absorb a lot of physics phd's because a lot of physics phd's especially the people who are in condensed matter and also in other aspects of physics they are very familiar with um, sort of big data and uh, you know and uh, doing statistics and uh, modeling and so on and their skills are easily transferable and this is this the people who are hiring know this which is why they come looking for physics phd so that is one thing which a lot of my friends who in my batchmates in phd actually moved into and um, yeah in the us is also other scope because also there are people like pharmaceuticals and uh, people who are hiring for biophysics mm-hmm. and uh, cancer research and so on because there also there's a lot of modeling and there are also physicists who try to who do a lot of uh, modeling of of cancer and they have been fairly successful so there is uh that kind of thing also but uh, yeah majorly also it, the thing is once you get into phd then getting into postdoc is relatively easy because the style of work is the same you're communicating with people who are similar so in in that way i it was easy for me to sort of do a do a postdoc and maybe you have to go slightly out of your way to do something else and also i wasn't that sure of uh, you know um how interesting it is going to be because of course you'll get this data science job and it will be well paying and you'll be very comfortable but uh, you have to also take into account how much you actually will enjoy the job yeah. right and uh, different people for people this this change, this is a scale right for some people it's going to be more important where they stay and what the quality of life is than exactly how much satisfaction they're getting from work and so on so there's a there's a number of factors got it uh, that places me perfectly to ask you my next question which is what made you stick to research for like say almost 6 7 years and i think another 2 years what what made you stick to it and what were these factors which were important to you you mentioned uh, place is important work satisfaction is important money is also important what was important to you yeah so basically the thing that really made me stick was the sort of the problems that we are working on and also the fact that um you have some freedom and you have some and also the people in physics really they allow you to explore things that are just interesting and actually my i would say that my professor kind of protected me and sort of they he allowed me to do what i wanted to some extent and all they care about is that you find something that is interesting and if you can find something that's interesting that is that is worth it so that gives you a huge amount of freedom in what you want to do and so that was a really inter- interesting thing and that sort of i 
after talking to a lot of my friends who are in different professions i found that that is not really easy there in any other in in other in other fields yeah so that is the thing but other than yeah but the, that is the good aspect of it the other two things that you mentioned the place and the money and the, they are that is where the downside comes in because once you're in academics your positions are temporary like my position now also just runs till the middle of next year and then i'm going to be i'm going to have to move and then you move again and you move again so it is really a nomadic sort of life and the the money would definitely be better if you were in a uh, some other uh, in some other profession with uh, of course we where you would use your phd like this data science and things that i mentioned so yeah so in that way it was really you know yeah i somehow just enjoyed doing it and i always had something that uh, i like to do and it wasn't that i had to drag myself out of bed and you know okay now is the time to work so now i sit down and I start working it so if it becomes like that then you are really not enjoying your work right? uh so with that i think i move a bit into your personal uh, life and what all your experiences and also some advice for those who are uh, thinking about a career in research so i'll start with the latter who do you think should consider a career in research like i'm talking about people at iits and institutes yeah so basically um if you are at at insti you have a lot of freedom in the sense that uh, i know so many people who are who were in electrical and uh, engineering physics and you know and some maybe even chemical who basically just went to started taking took some minor in physics and then they started talking to some professors and so on and then they got some project and now they are doing really basic research even even more basic than what i what i am doing now so there is a lot of freedom in 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 st in that way and that you can actually do and move in in and out and once you are in bsms physics maybe of course you still have the first semester thing that allows you to move but uh, also even if you stick throughout with bsms and then in the end you realize that okay this is not what i really like because you are an insti you have the option to sit for placement and the companies will not really care and you can move into what you want so also like three of my batchmates didn't continue to do phd and they went into more software and uh, one of them even went into khan academy so so yeah so there are um, the yeah but then to get back to your question the person who is fit for research is really hard to uh, describe because you really have to try it and you should try it when you are in insti because that is when you have the safety net of if you if you realize that it doesn't work out you still have you know you can still go do something else uh, yeah but uh, also you have to give it some time you have to give it 6 uh, months to a year and you see if during that time if you feel like uh, okay you know this is what i like to do it's not something that i need to force myself to do i just uh, like to do this and it should be nice to do indefinitely and if you start feeling that then you know then you should take the next step yeah yeah understood and then my next question is um, for people who are thinking about ms versus phd so a lot of people some people take the phd program because it's better financially but others choose to do the ms program what are the differences between these and who should go for which yeah so in the in the us the setup is such that there is no real distinction between uh, ms and phd because everyone who comes in does course and it is seamless in the sense you you start and you just seamlessly connect into your phd 
of course you can leave in between but that is not how it is designed and of course and you don't have to pay because you will be supported on scholarship during that time but then the real thing comes in when you are thinking about this european programs where phd and ms are very different and there uh, i would always advise that uh, even after bsms one should do another masters because i benefited a lot from the courses because i found that there are many programs especially the programs in europe and so on they prepare you much better in the sense that their course load is higher and their research research requirement is higher and they they prepare you very well for a phd hmm. whereas if you go from a, from the bsms program directly into a three year phd in europe you might get lost and it might be a little difficult because you don't have a lot of help you're already people already assume that you know most of the things and you can work independently and so on so in that case of course there are examples there are examples of people who have not done this who are who are just very smart and self driven who have just done a bsc from somewhere and then an msc from let's say iit kanpur iit madras and then gone directly to um Europe to do a three-year PhD, and now they're now one of them is actually a professor in IIT Madras in physics department, and one of one of them is a professor in IIT Bombay. So these are people who are able to make the switch, and uh, but I I would not recommend that for myself because I I think I took most of the courses too lightly in 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 STI, and then I was able to catch up because I had similar courses in Boston University, and that's when I decided okay we should do this properly. Yeah, understood. So next thing I wanted to know is like you mentioned after PhD, people can enter the corporate world, but does it make sense to do so? Like uh, even after your B Tech or even after your Masters, you can enter the corporate world and do data science, uh, machine learning, and all that. And uh, then yeah, maybe true. after five years, you'll reach a level which the PhD, which at which the PhD person is going to enter anyway. So does it make sense in your mind to actually think of a corporate career after a PhD? yeah so i think it is not it's not what people come into the phd program with definitely mm. so what you come into the phd phd program is with okay that you know you might want to stick to academia or and so on but then it, it you know it become people will realize that different parts of their career you know that what they actually want to do and then that is that is when you switch so yes that is true that for many of these jobs you don't require a phd but i think the phd will still give you uh some advantage because it will give you a yeah of course then there's a debate because if a if there's a person who's done a master specifically in data science they are going to be more better equipped and so on so yeah so in that case it's not uh, maybe it's not ideal but uh, people just yeah. choo- uh, choose it end up choosing it because they realize that is what they prefer compared to exactly yeah and it's not a complete loss right because during your phd time you had some fun i mean you did worked on some interesting projects you got something out of it it's not a waste of five years it's all right so so that way yeah but yeah there's many people who say that you know the we are training way too many phd's i mean there are not enough jobs and there are training too many phd's we need to change the system uh in departments need to take need to admit one tenth of the number of students that they are admitting and so on so that is that is what many professors also say apart from that like you have been to several places i think uh, one was boston where you studied in boston university and now you are in toulouse yeah so but what's all this been like what's the experience been like being in two dif- three different continents and many many countries i'm sure you would have visited and traveled to a lot of countries 
so just can you just tell me some stories about it right yeah so it is it was pretty interesting because so yeah be, being at boston university was also useful because my advisor luckily is quite well connected and he was also very helpful in getting us to attend conferences and so on so we were to meet a lot of people one of the advantages of being in physics and this i really to envy my professor because he basically visits 20 countries in a year and is just it's just everywhere and this is this just because of um, i know for his he's achieved a lot and now he's so famous that everyone wants to talk to him and everyone's willing to fund him and so people just and what do, and it's not and now he's now it's not even work for him because he has the same presentation which he gives in many places and then he's just hanging out with people and going and seeing places and so on so so at that stage it becomes really nice which is one of the nice things that your uh, community is so international and you have so many international events and you can um you can meet a lot meet a lot of people and basically you're doing what you like also because essentially what people do at theoretical physics conferences is they sit in some super nice place where they have the view of the sea and they are sitting on some beach chairs and they are drinking coffee and they're talking about subatomic particles <laughs> that sounds like a dream yeah exactly so that is what happens and of course to get there you need many years because my my professor is more than 50 right and he has he, till till 45 probably was just building his name and so yeah so then that's what that's what because but then it is and i think that life is really perfect for them after that point so yeah so that some that translates to students also a little bit we had a lot of opportunity to travel and uh, my advisor also had a dual position in in beijing so i was able to visit there for two months and so that there's uh, some yeah and it was quite nice and also the other opportunities also this i think uh, phd students in the us have an opportunity to go and teach some courses in mexico which is actually a program that was started by some phd students who are from mexico who are in the us that was one program which also i was part of and i could uh visit and see some really nice places and also give some lectures and you know that's also good to show for your teaching experience got it but uh, any lessons life lessons that you learned during your travel during your travels any experiences that changed the way you thought about stuff yeah so there's of course this is not really academic really oriented but of course there's i mean you can a lot of people are afraid of traveling alone and i think there's not really that much from my experiences there's not really been that much uh, to be afraid about but also of course i mean i think for for young guys maybe that's not not something that they need to care about but also i think that is just an initial fear that is not very rational and you should you know really explore because the and if you are little careful not nothing bad will really happen to you so you can more or less and and the thing is that also the advantage with traveling is that of course i'm sure many people are familiar with that is that it makes you believe that your life is longer in some sense because if you are in some new place and you spent 5 days there mm-hmm. it sort of seems like you've spent 50 days whereas if you've spent 50 days in the same place it feels like you've spent 5 days yeah, yeah. right i think <laughs> with the lockdown that's very appropriate i i am yeah, waiting for the days to go by yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it seems like it was only yesterday that the lockdown started right it was yeah so that that is one thing and it is uh, good it really yeah does make you feel like you have been doing a lot and good for life satisfaction in general good
I think I just have uh, two questions left. Like one is uh, about just some advice for people who are looking to app out of Insti. Um, right. Like I don't know much about the apping process. Like what should they care about? Like if your CGP is low, what do you do? And if your CGP is high, what do you do? What do you keep in mind while applying? And which colleges do you apply? Some gyan. Yeah, so for physics, I would say that, uh, yeah, CGPA is important because I was one of those, uh, I didn't have a very good CGPA. I think I was just bordering on 8, the 7.9 or something. And at that point, it was really my professor in TIFR who helped me because he, uh, his recommendation letter really carried me into Boston mm, University, I would say, is that he was very good friends with my PhD advisor and he had worked with him for 10 years. And so his letter really... Uh, was really what got me into Boston University. But the other thing, yes, so CGPA really does set where you want to apply because also my TFR professor advised me to apply to Princeton, which I I think that was a waste of an application because in Princeton, basically your application doesn't even make it through if you're below nine. Okay. And uh, so, so yeah, so that becomes a, that becomes a big factor, but also of course, it's very important to apply to the top schools like Harvard, Princeton are top are at the top for a reason. Mm. And so if you can get in there, then you should definitely do that. You should definitely go there. But the thing is that if you don't have the CGP and you get into some college that is not university, that is very not very well known, that doesn't mean that your your academic career is over. Not Not at all. I mean, because end of the day, you're still judged on what work you do. So wherever you are, if you're if you do some if you do some good work, then that's what that's what people care about. So that is fine, of course. Uh, yeah. So the, the, but the name does give you some benefit. Yeah. And uh, so it's mostly the uh, letter of recommendation helps you get through uh, in case your professor has the contacts in the right places. Yeah, that's right. But of course, there are people who have got through just solely based on their grades. Mm, okay. Such as gold medalists and so on. I mean, yeah. So they they can they don't need letter, letters of recommendation and so on. But uh, yeah, since my since I was already quite sure of what I wanted to do because I really liked the kind of work I did at TFR and then I wanted to really continue in that. So then my application was kind of narrow. It was really tailored towards this professor at BU. Good. So I think uh, with that, just one final question that we ask all our guests. Uh, suppose uh, you met the Pranay of uh, 11 years back before he entered IIT. Uh, what advice would you give him? What is the one thing that you would tell? Yeah, so there are uh, one thing that I would say is that uh, be more, attach more pride to your work. And what, what that means is that uh, if you feel like you don't understand something, actually you should make it an issue of your of your pride a little bit that oh how did i not understand this so that it forces you to really try and understand something the problem with me in iit madras was that oh you know i always thought that oh you know this is probably very easy this can be done and you know this will be fine and then i i didn't i realized i didn't know anything so that is what changed when i came to bu so that that was one thing other than that i think i had a great time in insti and insti there's just so many things going on that you will never have a lack of things to do. There's just so much activity. People are so active. And But one thing that I found that I think I did this a little bit, but I saw a lot of other people in my hostel doing is really suffering because of LAN. <laughs> because you have 
so much content you have so many series you can just lie in bed and binge watch binge watch binge watch never get out of bed and but the thing that really that i have almost always seen that that leads to depression and that leads to really you know that doesn't give you any real value and so what i would advise is that you know as far as possible you should try to minimize the time you spend in your room of course now it's a lockdown you can't do anything about that but uh, other otherwise in normal times minimize because there's just so much going on in insti outside yeah, yeah i think uh, when we entered insti the first thing many of our seniors told us was this that just leave your room at 8 am and come back only at 12 yeah exactly <laughs> so i think with that it uh, brings an end to the interview i really had a great time uh, talking to you i'm sure it will be very beneficial to people who are apping in the future or have uh, gone for a masters program I hope you had a good time talking to yeah, me as well. This was very yeah. short notice, and yeah, I'm, but it was really nice. Yeah, don't get to talk like this a lot. Yeah. So that was it from this episode of the other side. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can find us on Instagram at the other side underscore podcast, and you're more than welcome to ping us with feedback regarding the episode and regarding any guests you would love to hear from. Meanwhile, stay safe. Hit that follow button. Share this episode with your friends and stay tuned for more. Adios and see you again soon.